announcement. <laughs> we're back and we're so excited to be here. Thank you for tuning back in with us. We're really excited because, well, I think we're excited anytime we successfully log on mm-hmm. and see each other and can talk because that means we are doing That means it. we actually Yay. are somewhat tech savvy, right? We, we got it. Yes. We're getting, we're getting there. there. Sure. We're getting there. So, uh, you've, you've listened to us before, hopefully. If not, you're just tuning in. We're Unexplained Oregon. And we're just two best friends that like to talk about true crime, paranormal, and unsolved mysteries in Oregon. And we, this is a new thing for us. Still right? new. We're just, uh, it's a little bucket list that we had. And we're strictly doing this for fun. So Christine and I have known each other for years. And I... Uh, just decided to get together and do this, put some out there and just talk about things that excite us, which usually is creepy. the unsolved mysteries. True <laughs> creepy shit. And unexplained. Creepy shit. The creepy shit gets yeah. us going. Yeah. It always has. It's, it's fun, especially in what's going on in this day and age. I just want to say when we started this, we, uh, taped that, you know, some of our episodes were taped a while ago before COVID hit and what's going on out there in the world. So you're going to hear some us not talking about what's going on in the world politically and, and whatnot. And even as we tape this and these things are going on, we're not necessarily going to mention that because I, I mean, at least for me, hopefully I'm hoping that this podcast is a fun way for people to tune out to what's going on in the world, right? I mean, I know I, every morning I get up and cross stitch for an hour and tune into a podcast and uh, just kind of enjoy that time. Usually it's something that makes me laugh or what, what Mm -hmm. have you. But uh, so I just want to restate that, you know, this is no way going to be a political podcast and just because we're not mentioning those things doesn't mean we don't care what's going on out in the world. We certainly do. Uh, we just hopefully will want to take your mind off of it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and we were just talking before we were recording about and updating each other on on what's been going on and what's been happening in our world. And since since releasing the podcast, we've been getting some some feedback from friends and family and. Um, it's been really positive and very good feedback. Yeah. Thank you. If you have been someone that has emailed us, it's exciting to know that we've put this out there and someone has listened to it and they've enjoyed it. <laughs> we even it. have some people listening internationally, which is pretty cool. So yeah, very it, crazy. It's, it's really great. I, I've had friends that I haven't talked to in a while just kind of contact me and and let me know like what they've liked and that they've enjoyed the episodes we've released so far. So feels pretty good. Um, but again, we're talking about like our intention for why why we're doing this, and it's you know it's really about connection and talking about things like that we have always talked about together, Kim, from the minute we met, probably. Yes. And also like giving energy to some of these stories, some of these, you know, lives and and things that maybe are not talked about as much anymore or creepy things that maybe, you know, as soon as we hear uh, some stories from people, we'll, um, 
give energy. Exactly. That email (laughs) us, email us your stories. We have an email address, unexplainedorgan at gmail.com. We We want to hear We want your creepy I'm talking like anything that you think is creepy. I mean, it doesn't have to fall within that, you know, unexplained paranormal realm. Just any, it can be anything. Hey, I was at Walmart today and walked by this guy and Mm -hmm. I got creeped, you know, like, you know, anything like uh, we want to hear it. So if you have something interesting that you think uh, is creepy, email it to us. We talked about uh, just doing an episode of reading people's stories or, you know, I have a couple people out there that have some stories. My dad has one that we're going to feature in an episode. Uh, we're going to actually get on and interview him and he's going to tell us personally what happened to him down at uh, Lost Creek Lake. That's so, so cool. It'll be yeah, exciting. Uh- so don't forget to email the us. The cool your thing about that, Kim, is I, I remember sitting in your parents' um, front room and talking with your dad. I mean, I was probably, I don't know, 15 or 16. I remember just sitting there with him and talking. I th- of course, if he grabs someone that's interested <laughs> and we'll talk about I, it, he'll, he has like, yeah, I think we talked about UFOs, about if it. I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So he does have a really interesting story. It's not probably anything that you haven't heard before that's happened to people. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty common as far as what goes on, but it's interesting because it happened to my dad. Yeah. So, and I was actually there when oh, it happened. Wow. I just don't remember cool. it happening. My brother was there and remembers it mm-hmm. happening. So very interesting. That's coming yeah. up. So today, Christine is gonna, has been researching, uh, Little boy that went missing at Crater Lake National Park named Sammy Bulky. And this really ties in. We kind of got hooked on to Sammy just naturally because we've talked about Derek before. Hopefully you've, t- you've tuned in and you've listened to our story about Derek Ingebrigtsen. He was a little boy that went missing basically right out of the nose, right underneath his parents' nose in the middle of the forest. I mean, very crazy case that we covered. Yep. And so, Sammy, this kind of happened too. So we're going to talk about the similarities here and what happened. This is a little bit more well-known, I think, because it's a case that was featured on Missing 411. If you haven't seen it, that's, uh, you've probably heard about it. It's a pretty good documentary out there. I think you can catch it on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's this guy, David Politis, uh, who was a former detective who's has a couple books released out there. He has one book on the reality of Bigfoot, and then he also has this book about there. He has some information compiled on missing people, people that go missing in a national forest in North America. He has this theory about clusters, uh, which he has actually mapped out at least 30 or more of these clusters. What he says is uh, four or more cases of missing people that happened in a general area of each other that have similarities. So when we when we started talking about Derek, we discovered Sammy and that really drew us in because there's a lot of mystery surrounding Crater Lake National Park. We're going to mm-hmm. talk a lot about it. I know Christine is going to interview her husband there and talk to him about search and rescue there. That'll be very interesting. 
So that's kind of why we went found Sammy, right? Exactly. And there's a lot of information out there, you know. Again, I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you roll with it and, and tell us what, what you found out about it. Tell us the facts here. Yeah. Okay, so we'll just start by saying that Sammy at the time of his disappearance was eight years old. His name is Sammy Bulky. He go he went by Sammy. He was actually born in August nineteen ninety-eight. He he lived in Portland at the time of his disappearance and Okay. He was visiting the area with his dad and they were actually staying, I think at Diamond Lake and okay. uh, had gone to Crater Lake to visit. It was October 14th, 2006. So it was the fall. And Sammy is at the time of his disappearance was a four feet, eight inches tall and he weighed about 85 pounds. He had light brown eyes and light brown hair he, there's, you know, there's some information about him that I, I wanted to share uh, a little bit about him. And so we can kind of get to know him. He was kind of a, a fun kid, according to people that went to school with him. Hmm. He, I know, um, he was described as having possibly Asperger's, okay. a high, high functioning, mild form of autism. However, I also read that he was never like officially diagnosed with that, that maybe they just kind of suspected that <clears throat> and okay, he displayed... so he's a little bit more active, right? Yep. What you read? Okay. Yeah, he was described as kind of passionate slash stubborn. Aww. Yeah, and he enjoyed swimming lessons. I also read that he enjoyed hiking, fishing, and, and being outside. His favorite foods were root beer macaroni and cheese and corn dogs. Mine too, Sammy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, he was always uh, known to kind of have a handful of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Okay. Yeah. So what's interesting about, you know, the possibility of him having Asperger's or a form of the Asperger's was that he had like an aversion to bright lights, loud noises. Um, he also... Okay, I think I remember mm-hmm. reading that that hindered their case yeah. in searching for Sammy. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he also um, kind of had like an affinity for curling up in like small places. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he kind of was known for that. And also, I don't know if also sort of like... Hiding as well, like playing hide and seek and stuff was kind of like his okay. thing. At the time of Which his... they probably thought that that's what he was doing yeah. then, right? Hiding yeah. and... Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay, so let's talk about it. Okay, so at the time of his disappearance that day, uh, he was wearing a long sleeve black and green striped shirt, cargo pants, red suede slip-on shoes with rubber soles, and a blue winter coat. So okay. he definitely was dressed, you know, for the... The elements. No snow on the ground, right? Just because this is fall weather, probably cold, getting cold. Right, right. So that day, it was actually in the park, it was a high of 56 and a low of 35. I don't know if there was or wasn't snow. I um, wasn't able to find that out. I know that. Okay. That one of the issues with, with his disappearance is that they do end up 
getting an array of weather that comes in, which is again kind of a, a missing four one one thing that yeah. that they notice that there's usually some kind of weather phenomenon that happens. Oh, weird! Wow. Yeah. So, so that is something that will play a part. And that in happened this. in this case. Yeah. Huh. So, um, Sammy was uh, at Crater Lake with his dad. They had decided to to visit the park. He he has no like significant wilderness training like Derek had um he wasn't right he he had been camping he you know was familiar and you know like I said he enjoyed hiking fishing and other things but he uh, as far as what I know he was not as experienced as Derek was okay and also what he was wearing that day you know, he had slip-on shoes on. Mm. So even though he was layered and had the right clothing on for like a visit to the park or like a quick hike, he wasn't necessarily uh, ready for like, you know, any type of a survival. Being out in the wilderness. Right, yeah. right. So Sammy's dad says that, you know, they they got to the park. It was around... 4 p.m. Okay. And, and they had stopped. Sammy's dad is, his name is Kenneth. They stopped to play tag or hide and seek. And the reports kind of say that they were maybe headed back to the car again to leave. And Sammy spotted something that looked kind of like gold, like yellowish gold. And he wanted to go look for it or look at it. Okay. It was starting to get dark. And so they, Kenneth wanted to leave and he started to walk back to the car. Um, yeah. But Sammy stayed on the slope and was refusing to come down. I've read a oh. couple things about. Um... <laughs> Sammy? <laughs> I get down here now. <laughs> Sammy, you come down. I'm leaving without you and then pretend you're getting in the car and then they usually run towards you. <laughs> well, that that's funny that you say that because that's not what happened. Okay. So, so he's a ways, it sounds like he's away from it. Like a, like they were playing tag, so maybe he wasn't near him, right? He's right. kind of a ways away from him, and he's like, I'm going this way, follow yep. me, and Sammy's and you, not listening. No, Sammy's not listening. I also mm. read a report where earlier he had thrown a rock at a bicyclist uh, riding by, so oh, wow. he, he has maybe, like I said, that, that little, uh, stubborn little spark in him, this Sammy, <laughs> little spark, <in> little spark. <laughs> if that's what you want to, his, da- his dad says, Sammy had a passionate personality bordering on stubborn, his joys, which I mean, come on, you're describing a lot of eight year old boys out there. You're describing my 17 year old boy right there. So true. It's so, so true. hard to yeah. say, like, yeah, what we read in the media, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, ugh. So, so, okay, so there was this report that he had maybe thrown a rock, and that was at, earlier. At yeah, okay, that was earlier in the yeah. day. So, people had seen them together. At Crater Lake, the dad and, and Sammy. They, so that, that must be a report, right? Yeah. I mean, somewhere along, you know, I did read the, the stone and the bike, bicyclist going by. Okay. And I, I read that, I've read this different ways reported that maybe they were already back at the car and Sammy saw the yellow slash gold took off. color and ran off. 
I also um, okay. So it's interesting. So we know that they the get separated reports. somehow, right? Right. We know that the dad and Sammy get separated. Yeah, and and Kenneth says that he chases after him. And Sammy, thinking likely that it was a game, stayed about 50 feet ahead. So Kenneth says, I never caught up with him. And at that point, he disappeared over the top somewhere and I lost him. Okay. Lost visual sight of him. He lost sight of him. And I'm going to go over there and. He searched for him for about, apparently, about two hours before. Jeez. Yeah. So he's literally, like, sees him, mm-hmm. runs towards him, and then he's gone. Yeah. Sammy's nowhere. He doesn't nev- see his shoes. Nope. They don't find a jacket. Nothing. Nothing. Gosh. So he looks for him for about two hours, and then he, I think, flagged down a, a car... Um, yeah, he flagged down, just like with Derek's right. case, flagged down a passing motorist who called 911. The park employees immediately started searching. And by 6 p.m. or so, they had, it's reported there were about 25 searchers on foot looking throughout the night, starting around 6 p.m. But she said earlier that uh, he could, that the loud noise thing was an issue with Sammy. Exactly. So that prevented, did that prevent them from yes. using whistles yes, and blow horns type of thing? Uh, yes. Uh, so see, I would think we're going to have to talk about to Dave about that. I would think in that case, you would use those things to mm-hmm. agitate Sammy to get him out from wherever he is. Like what, you know what I mean? So or would it make him logic hun- there? Well, would it make him hunker down more? Okay. Whatever, you know, whatever, wherever he was. So they weren't able to use, I think, even like bright lights or anything. They had to be really careful with what, you know, searching mechanisms they were using. So that that adds definitely. I, I was reading about it's really common for hikers and they recommend that, uh, People, parents and kids are supplied like a whistle when you go out on a hike. Yeah. So, you know, had, had that been something that he, he had with him or, you know, a common thing that maybe but his then dad who's him, even to know if Sammy would use his whistle? Like, I mean, that's what I'm like saying. Kid, I don't think, no, and I don't know? think it's something that would have worked for him and yeah. due to the fact that, you know, he was sensitive to loud noises. So. That's a good thing to remember, though, for people that have small kids that are going on a hike mm-hmm. or anything. I don't know if I necessarily would have taken the time to attach a whistle to my children before a hike or something. No, so definitely I do that, people. I never have done that with my kids. I think my adult kids now have them. And now we know to do those things. But I don't even have one. I I. Yeah. Same with you. I read this just earlier and I thought that's probably the best advice we could talk mm-hmm. about today. So they, you know, they start searching for him. They search through the night. Sunset that day was at about 629 PM. Okay. Like I said, that day, it was only a low of 35, but it's, that's cold. That's cold. That's pretty cold. Yeah. You know, uh, I believe by the next day there was rain and also, I checked the I checked the weather reports to just see like they definitely end up getting snow. Oh. They described the weather as cold, wet, and snowy. So basically, How, what a horrible feeling! Yeah, like your kid goes missing and then it starts snowing. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 
Well, let's review a little bit too what some of the terrain looks like at Crater Lake. I think we we talked about Crater Lake a little bit during Derek's episode. Yeah, I think we mentioned it. It was it's it is the deepest lake in North America. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, is what I've read, uh, and so there is a lot of mystery about it. I haven't been there in a while since I was little. Yeah. So what, what is it like around there? Was the lake near where he went missing? Like, is it in proximity to yeah. he where was, they last saw him? Where he went missing was called Cleetwood Cove Trail. I, I got to tell you, Kim, right now I'm holding this newspaper I'm not, I'm going to pull, pull my screen up again so I can see you. I'm looking at my notes too, but look at this paper I have. Okay. Did I show you this? I think so. So this is a, this is a map of Crater Lake right now that I'm holding up to show Kim. And I found this in with my mom's information that she's been collecting on Crater Lake for years. My mom is from Germany and has like such an appreciation for, the mountains. She grew up outdoors, grew up hiking and biking and, you know, the, the woods and forest in Germany. And my family is, you know, we're people that are outside and spend a lot of time outside. My mom is pretty obsessed with Crater Lake. Okay. So did you go there a lot as a child then? And I didn't know until recently that she had all this information on Crater Lake, so she let me take all of her newspaper awesome. articles from the Mail Tribune for okay, years. Okay, so you she, found that map at her I found house. this because her and I went three years ago. We were doing a bunch of hiking and biking when we first moved back to Southern Oregon. The spot that he disappeared at is circled on here. Yeah, I can see that. Did I, your mom circle it? Like, does she remember... That's I don't know why. Insane. I don't know why it's circled, but this is how I found it in her. That's a sign. I know. A... Okay, I'm Mel Gibson again. We're going. We're going to be going there to that spot. Uh, planning on going there. I checked today. Ironically, on the Crater Lake website, they give updates on what areas are open right now. And so we okay. tried to get up there to walk around to see what, what it actually looks like, where he disappeared That'll be from. Interesting. They're ironically closing that. It's open for the 4th of July weekend, and, and now they're, they're likely closing it for some maintenance things. So we're going to try again. We're going to try to get okay. up there maybe this coming weekend. But so where you showed me on that map, though, it does look very close to the lake. Yeah, you can definitely definitely see Crater Lake from... But I think I remember reading that uh, it was like the theory of him falling into the lake wasn't... uh, They didn't think that he did that because of the terrain around the lake. Is that... I mean, uh, do they have that part guarded or what? I think I remember reading that, that that really wasn't a theory of him falling into the lake. No. That wasn't... They didn't think that was a possibility. No, I don't... I I don't think so either, although they do end up doing, I believe, some searches of the lake. They did, like, scuba diving in it to look, but... To look, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really rare for people to actually 
it, it's not very common for people to fall in there. So, well, and you would think if he did end up in the lake, uh, the jacket, the sh- the slip on shoes, right, something right. would show up. You know, it, yeah. he wouldn't just sink to the bottom. You know, so let me there's something really weird in Crater Lake pulling people down I to agree. the very bottom of it. Like you never know. <laughs> There is some creepy stuff, which we'll get into that maybe at some point too, like some stuff you and I keep talking about the creepy stuff around the lake. So um, (laughs) the terrain around the lake varies from nearly flat to gently rolling with house-sized blocks of lava and small pieces of rock scattered about. The woods are are lodgepole pines and other other trees. (laughs) I can't pronounce Other trees. You conifers. Know, Is that how you say it? <laughs> conifers. <Sure>. Conifers. <laughs> Let's okay. just say furs. The furs. <laughs> the caldera was formed by the explosion of a of a Cascades Range volcano about 7,000 years ago. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So the cruise. So the first, the first day, the park only did its own search they didn't pull in anybody else to come oh wow to help and that's something fbi like no nothing going on there so and that's just that's something we're going to talk about more too is the logistics of of the search and like what happens when you bring in more people from outside places and how that impacts everything but the first day it was just the park searching and then by the Hmm. next day by day two they had you know brought in other people to help so yeah it says on here technical crews also continue to search the slopes leading from the rim of the caldera down to the water a drop of 700 to a thousand feet jeez when they were when they were searching the first day of course and continually they searched for a week for one week straight, they, they had people. Yeah, they looked inside of the trees, down trees, pile, rock piles, thinking that he, you know, like I said, he liked small enclosed spaces and they were meticulously looking into those places thinking maybe he had like, especially with the change of the weather, it would make sense too to mm-hmm. curl up somewhere and try to stay Well, warm. and you would think... They never found any tracks or nothing out there. Once it started snowing, there was no tracks going on yeah. anywhere. No. Crazy. So um, by day two, they have, I, I've read some different reports on the number of searchers, just depending on what, you know, news I was reading or what um, news site, but they there were up to 200 people searching. Wow. And they describe it as snow and sub-freezing temps. So, I mean, they mm, were hindered tedious. by, yeah, hindered by the terrain, hindered by the weather, and by the fact that Sammy was not going, was not likely to go towards them, but was probably more likely to, like, hunker down and hide. So okay. that, I think, in itself was probably a big issue. Jeez. They really think that he probably hunkered down pretty quickly. I'll, I'll tell you more about that in a second. But his mom and dad also were, you know, came and were at the, the base camp. And the news covers pretty well, like, 
how, you know, how his parents were at base camp, what they were doing. I read a report that they actually recorded his mom's voice mm. and oh, used and played it. it out there. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. sad. Yeah. That's so sad. So yeah, they spent time looking under rocks, beneath logs, and on the steep slopes. It was the largest search the park had ever seen at that point. Because he definitely wasn't the first missing person to go missing in Crater Lake National Park, I don't think. There was a hiker that's gone missing. It's funny that you say that. I was reading right before this about a man, an adult who had gone missing, like... I think I remember reading that case, too. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I think I, I definitely remember reading that case. He went there to go take pictures or what have you, and so he was gone for a long time, and so no one searched for him. They knew he was on this retreat type of thing, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll have to go back and read about that guy because they found... I don't think he ever turned up and I don't know I don't know what they found of him but I remember there was something weird and creepy about that one yeah I'm reading it right now so they're they're saying that what happened with with Sammy draws some parallels to the hunt in October 1991 and the the man's name was Glenn Mackey he was from California And his car was found abandoned in the park's Rim Village parking area, but he was never found. So everything that that I've read is that they literally found nothing of of Sammy. And that's what happened with our Derek, right? right? Our Derek case that we covered. They found nothing. And they knew that Derek had a hatchet on him even. Like he had something in his hand. Mm -hmm. And they never found it. That's... Crazy. I know in 411 he talks about in a lot of these cases with children specifically, they have found kids in these na- in these clusters that go missing. They have found in some of these cases, these children end up way far away from where they went missing mm-hmm. with zero explanation other than the kid just walk, you know, ended up in that part. So. How horrible sinking feeling, though, to have that big lake in front of you and your kid goes missing. And I mean, what do you do, you know? And then they don't find anything. No, the, the only thing that I read that they found was a dog did pick up on a scent. Uh, okay. And there was a report that they tied like a pink ribbon around the tree that... It was like a dead tree and they had to, you know, tie a ribbon out around it to maybe identify it as a spot. But when they Ugh. pulled in more dogs, they ne- they never actually picked up on the scent. Oh, wow. One other thing that uh, apparently helicopters picked up on some prints of some sort and then that turned out to be like wildlife. Okay. So I think, like I said, after about a week, they called off the search and they never felt like there it was foul play uh, because they they know that time of year the park is very not many people go to the park in the that time of year mm-hmm. Kenneth said that in the in the time that that he was I think looking or there maybe he remembered two different vehicles going by and that's it so that may okay, have been so not part... a lot of people in the park that day. No, like... and that may have been part of the reason why it took him a couple hours 
you know, maybe he didn't see many people coming by. So asking somebody for help was a little bit hard at that point. Well, too. yeah. And I'm sure at first he did think Sammy was being Sammy. Yeah. And just going off and hiding. Right. So then, you know, probably for the first half hour there, you're going on that adrenaline. adrenaline. Like, yeah. where are you? I'm going to find you, Sammy. Right. And then you just start to panic, I bet. You know, the panic sets in. For sure. I don't think, you know, people have talked about whether or not the dad had something to do with the disappearance. I don't okay. know that he, I haven't read anything about the dad being like suspected of something. People have said mm. that it's, why did he take two hours to report it? Um, I agree with I, you. I could totally see that happening. Just es- like I just said. Yeah. Especially if we know that, that Sammy was prone to play, you know, hiding, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, I think Kenneth was probably just looking and, and assumed that he was going to find him. Right. Yeah. You know, when we sure. talk about sort of this, like basic, it's part of our DNA and our, to to survive and so it's kind of interesting to me that you know what what could have happened what was going on with Sammy in that moment I mean I believe his mom his mom said that that she thinks he ran off and probably hunkered down pretty quickly and then just never and then they never found him like that's what she thinks they think that yeah yeah so but certainly something would have shown up by now, you know, the, the clothes, something. Yeah. If that was the case, you would think. I don't know. How how do you describe, I mean, how well, nothing they, was. I mean, you think they only, I mean, they searched for one week straight. So mm-hmm. what are the odds that he ended up way far away? I don't know. That's just so crazy. Yeah. And I, I believe they went back again a couple years later and searched again and, and never as sort of a training and they never found anything then either. Wow. You know, they, they, the theories are that he, of course, was like pretty quickly maybe buried by snow, you know, surviving without, without building a shelter, without having a fire with no food or water. Uh, even just the first night getting down to 35, you know, is that's cold. So the theory is, is that, you know, he maybe was also buried by snow because once the snow hit, it, it hindered every, everything they were trying to do. So just you reading this case, Christine, is that where your mind goes? Like, I mean, do you, do you think that is what happened to Sammy or... Yeah, I mean, we're I mean, just throwing theories out there with yeah. this thing. We are open to all different kind of theories, but just like how we covered Chiron, my initial gut was the stepmom has something to do with it. Do you have an initial gut feeling here? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think the odds that someone happened to be in the park, you know, at that day and, and just happened to bump into him on the trail. I mean, how, I, I have a hard time fathoming that it it was foul play of any kind I don't believe the dad had anything to do with it I don't believe that there happened to be a random person that picked him up that the Mm -hmm. entrances the entrances of and the exits of the park were manned that day so the the two entrances and the people didn't report seeing any anything suspicious they didn't report a little boy leaving the park so I, I think it's likely that he 
um, maybe thought it was a game, right? And mm-hmm. and he hunkered down somewhere and maybe was too afraid to come back out. And I don't, I don't know. It's it's just so scary bizarre. that they never found anything. What's mm-hmm. so bizarre is that he vanished into thin air like Derek did. Like yeah. I mean, they're just gone. Yeah, nothing. I mean, there's also animals as well to kind of consider. No one shared any theories that I read that, you know, it could have been an animal also that came into play at some point. Well, you would still even think, I go back to the shoes, I go back to the clothes. If something like that, I mean, they say if an animal attacks you, you're going to find some kind of shred of a shirt, something, Mm -hmm. blood, yeah, something. Well, the, a, tra- a track that to you know something and nothing. They didn't find that. No, and I mean a lot of times, I think we talked about this with Sammy. The animals and you know end up taking parts of the clothing and using it for nesting or mm-hmm. that yeah, type of right. thing. Right. So it's possible the clothing was spread out and just never found. Never found. But I'm with you on that. That is just so bizarre to me that. Nothing was ever found. Nothing. My heart goes out to that family. It really does. It just breaks my heart. It's horrible. I'm excited to get out there and look at the actual area and talk about maybe some of the logistics of what that would have been like for search and rescues. Yeah, definitely pick Dave's brain and find out, you know, in his opinion... Would you not use those whistles and stuff? I mean, in my head, like I said, I I would think at that point I would be screaming into the whistle, mm-hmm. <laughs> pushing that blow horn. But it's so interesting. And I, interesting now, I mean, there's more cases where we know that these kids have anxiety and, and don't like loud noises and stuff. So are, is this coming up more in search and rescue? You know, how, how are we changing and... Also, I think we were going to talk to Dave about the similarities between this case and Derek's case and just, because he has a lot of experience through search and rescue through the air, Mm -hmm. which is a very interesting take, one that you don't really hear from, you know, a lot. So I'm excited to hear about his take on it, what he thinks and definitely how intense could a search and rescue get you know Mm -hmm. with a helicopter in those areas how low can you take that thing and yeah uh, you know crazy Yeah, i mean they had dogs they had heat sensors they had they used every possible search mechanism that was available at that Hmm. point in time in 2006 so I'm sure things would be a lot different now. They'd be adding yeah. drones. They would be doing different things now. But I mean, it, even if you think about just the dad having maybe even now we'd have access to a cell phone. Although I'll tell you, there isn't good connection up there. I was just, we were mm. just camping and there was no connection up in there. So what do you do when you go out? You know, obviously they weren't intending on anything like this happening. The dad wasn't. I mean, he, it sounds like Sammy was, you know, he was dressed for a visit to Crater Lake. He was dressed for a cabin stay at Diamond Lake. Like they were staying at a cabin or staying at the lodge or whatever. So 
they weren't intending on spending probably a large amount of time in in the cold or in the elements. So, you know, what could could have been done differently? I, I don't know. No one expects anything like this to happen. Yeah, that's just it. You don't yeah. expect it to happen, especially in the Derek, Derek's case where he went missing in between the grandpa and the dad, right? Exactly. The grandpa had him thought that he was walking towards the dad and then when he gets to the dad Derek's gone Mm -hmm. so in that case you feel like you are covering all your bases you're being you know they they were well versed in the being outdoors so but I think our point of that whistle comment was a good thing to bring up again is if you have little kids and you're going on a hike even, you know, a hike in your local area, put a whistle on them. You never know, you know? Yeah. And I have to say, of course, that wasn't my idea. I read uh, when I was reading about Sammy, just a recommendation from a search and rescue person in one of the articles said, stay where you're at. He actually said, hug a tree and have your whistle. So you know, we've, I think we've all heard that, like, don't move, stay in one yeah. place. So maybe that is what Sammy did. Maybe he did hunker down somewhere and he, he tried to do the right thing. And it just. Sure. Something caught his eye definitely to take him away from his dad. Yeah. He saw something shining. And, and he uh... probably was used to playing like that with people. He was used to playing hide and seek like that. And it was fun. And, and he went maybe a little bit too far and went off in some direction. I mean, they're even saying he possibly could have gotten hurt too the, mm-hmm. with the different terrain. So just the fact that, that he was never found, it's just still mind, mind blowing, mind blowing, mm-hmm. totally mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and does definitely fall in with our Derek case yeah, because they are, um, well, they follow in this cluster of, mm-hmm. of, they have some same similarities here. Uh, it happened in the general area of each other. They were near the same age. Right? Yeah, literally the same height <laughs> and around the same weight. Okay, right as there. Well. And then, you know, both of them went missing right out from underneath their parents, mm-hmm. and there, nothing has been found from them. So. I yeah. think this definitely falls under the category of unexplained organ. Right? I think like, so too. I mean, another thing that that is also similar, which ties into missing four one one, is the weather conditions. So typically, yes, something I've never heard that. Like yeah. that's crazy balls. So the weather is, you know, there ends up being some kind of a, a like major snowstorm that happens, Jeez. and so in the case of of Sammy that that is what happened you know I think the first day I think I said it was raining and then by the next day it was snowing the temperatures the highs and the lows changed drastically within the first couple of days after he went missing which does happen in our area you know we have that just it seems like we're in fall and then boom we're in winter so it's just yeah uh what a sinking feeling. My heart again goes out for that family. And yeah, one, uh, one course. more thing I want to point out is mm. also ties in with missing 411 is the extreme. So the extreme and Sammy versus Derek and their abilities. Okay. So here you have Derek who was 
used to the outdoors and that right. he had some skills, right? He had his little hatchet with he him. He had his hatchet. He... <laughs> he was there. They were there to get a Christmas tree. Yep. He was there to do it. Yeah, He was layered really well that day for the elements. And then you have uh, Sammy who was, you know, dressed for a visit to the park, but not um, not really dressed for long outdoor hiking really exactly and he had no you know really limited skills in terms of like wilderness training and and they were only eight but still Mm. it's kind of an extreme even just you know with what if if sammy did have you know some elements of or some some signs of Asperger's then you know those are some some barriers also but just the extremes and and their abilities to be out there right so that I think that was also something pointed out in missing 411 as well okay yeah so the theories of course we kind of went over them I don't I don't feel like the dad had anything to do with it but I mean I can't imagine what he went through after all of that happened and just coming to terms with with it as the or just parent. even knowing I mean gosh yeah I would just go back there every weekend I could you know mm-hmm. and just be there like what a hopeless feeling I, I mean and the problem again is that the once the snow comes it's really difficult to do I mean they close things at the park okay so Crater Lake closes during the winter then when the snow comes in and, and reopens in the spring is that what happens I think it's is definitely that... limited like what you can okay. do there I'm not absolutely sure if they totally close the park down but i'm reading you know that it gets an average of 500 feet of snow a year there yeah (laughs) so i mean it it just was everything coming together to create sort of a, a scenario that that made it difficult for them to find him yeah so that's that's our story. At the beginning, I said his name was Sammy. His full name is Samuel, by the way. But he went by Sammy. He went by right? Sammy. Sammy yeah. Bulky. Yeah. Well, my heart goes out to that family. Of course, we hope that they find Sammy. And um, we hope that if, you know, you haven't heard about him, that this has brought awareness For sure. to, to Sammy and, and what happened, you know, what happened. Yeah. Sad. So yeah, I want to say that... You know, it kind of still, again, ties into what we were talking about before that, you know, we we got kind of go through our day, kind of live in our own world. And maybe just, you know, when you're out there and you're you're doing things, maybe being a little more mindful or just kind of noticing things, you know, though. Exactly. I don't know the park. There weren't, like we said, there weren't a lot of people there that day, but I do have a a phone number. Of course, if, if for some reason someone knows something, here's something. If you have there, I think there is still a phone number listed for, um, this investigation investigation. is ongoing then, right? Yeah. It's, it's, an ongoing investigation still. Yeah, so Ugh. the Klamath County Sheriff's Office is 541-883-7479. Perfect. And if you know anything about this case, if you know anybody that knows anything... Sure, um, email us. Email like, us. Let us know if you... Uh, if you haven't heard of this case and you just tuned in and, and we, you know, taught you something, email us. Like, mm-hmm. basically, just email us so we know that you're out there listening. <laughs> Please email 
even though if you know you're not out there listening, like we said, there's no pressure with this. <laughs> you know, we're doing this for fun. So, but we want to hear your creepy stories. We want to hear what you think yeah. about uh, Sammy. Definitely. So, definitely email us unexplainedorgan at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. And I think we have some exciting stuff coming up for you. We have we're gonna cover. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries is now next. Did you get a chill when you heard that music? Because I did. Like when I that specific. (laughs) I wish I had a piano. I was like, have you have you ever have you gone back and watched the old episodes of Unsolved Mysteries? I was actually because you can grab those off of Prime and and rewatch. So yes, I was actually in the midst of rewatching the old ones. And they released a new one on Netflix. So we're going to, one of our episodes, we're going to talk about that. We're going to bring you that story I talked about from my dad, his creepy, uh, unexplained flying object story that happened to him at Lost Creek Lake, which is very interesting because probably most of our listeners have been to Lost Creek Lake, you Mm -hmm. know, the ones from Oregon. So you'll hear about that. But thanks for tuning in and uh, send us your creepy stories, right? (laughs) Yeah, yes, send them to us. Come on, people. No, can we bring it up one more time? We need some creepies. We just, we want creep. We just want creepy. We want to be creeped out. We want to be creeped out. Do it. Yes. All right. Let's stop this one. Sounds good.